The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD 10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP 20 Group, 10 is the most progressive and comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and group networking to real-world on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Welcome to this week's edition of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, editor of Modern Tire Dealer. It's been approximately one year since Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company finalized its acquisition of Cooper Tire and Rubber Company. What's happened since then? And what can we expect to see next? Tire industry analyst and MTD columnist John Healy of North Coast Research shares what he knows with MTD managing editor Joy Kopcha and myself. This is unique insight and information that you will not hear anywhere else. So let's get to it. John, welcome to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. It's great to have you back on. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's been a few months, and it is always great to connect with you. And um, it's been a uh, pretty eventful last few months in the tire industry. And um, at the midway point, I thought it'd be a great time to catch up. Well, absolutely. And it's it's also been approximately one year since Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company finalized its acquisition of the Cooper Tire and Rubber Company, which of course is a huge story. And wanted to uh, kind of pick your brain a little bit and find out. What, what's happened since then in terms of integrating Cooper's operations into Goodyear and, and what can we expect to see later this year and even into early next year? Sure. Um, admittedly, I would say that this integration and the combination of the two companies has been probably a bit slower than I would have expected. But I think that slowness in terms of how the integration has come about, at least from an external observer standpoint, I think makes a lot of sense. When you, when you look at what's going on in the tire industry and the really logistics and, and manufacturing and supply chain dynamics, it's been a very complicated last 12 months. And I think forcing an integration of manufacturing and sourcing and supply chain probably would have done more harm than good. And I think the Goodyear management team early on realized that the environment that we were um, encountering was unlike many that we've seen before and and decided to, to kind of proceed with an element of caution. And um, if it's not broke, let's not try to fix it or let's not try to integrate it right now um, approach to the business. And, and, and I think that's done well. That being said, I would say in the last, I don't know, two months or so, we've started to see more movement. Um, we're starting to see messaging of the company um, in terms of communications um, for Goodyear and Cooper more combined than separate from one another. Um, recently on, a, on Goodyear's uh, Q1 earnings call, um, they discussed that um, Cooper products um, are now going to be able to be available at Goodyear owned and operated um, auto service centers, um, as well as um, starting to um, put Cooper product and make Cooper product available um, through the Tire Hub distribution network. Those were things that we had not seen and um, you know, were, were not taking place let's say four months ago. You know, those are things that have started in the, in the last couple of months. So um, those are two examples um, that I think have uh, signified to me that um, change is on the horizon. Um, my conversations with the dealer community um, 
you know, some dealers that I speak with that, um, you know, have done business with Goodyear and Cooper um, historically are expecting more updates about programs, relationships, distribution alignments, and things like that. Um, and, and they're hopefully going to, they're hoping to hear some some things on that front probably in the next few months. So I think there's more to come. And I think the change is starting to happen. Um, you know, as we look at things like plants and supply chain, harder to identify a, a change in pace there. Um, but I don't think um, there has been a ton that's happened. Um, but I think we're, you know, right at the cusp of starting to see what I would say, um, more visible changes taking place um, as, the, as the, um, these two companies become one company. You know, John, on the on that, you mentioned dealer communication, which I know we hear, and, and to be fair, not just about Goodyear and Cooper, but we hear it, you know, just from dealers in general, that they just don't hear from their suppliers enough, or maybe the right, you know, don't get enough communication from them in general. Do you, do you think that's been particularly, I don't know, problematic or anything here? Or is this probably kind of just how it's going to go when we're dealing with a, a you know, putting two companies of this size together? Well, I think it goes back to the um, complicated environment that we've been in. And then also the type of messaging that um, manufacturers have probably been providing to dealers. Um, My guess is um, the communications between dealer and manufacturer um, have not always been in the last 12 months, the things that dealers want to (laughs) hear. you know, probably relating to fill rates, which, you know, are tough because of the manufacturing and supply chain. And then the other one, which is, I love you, but your tires are going to cost 6% more after this date. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think those things create um, probably, you know, not th- those things aren't the things that dealers always want to hear. Right. Um, so I don't know if that, I don't know if the messaging has broken down and, and I haven't heard that. I think it's more of what the message has been. And, um, I think if you're making tires and you're importing tires and you're moving tires around the country, um, it's been a hard one. So um, I think it's, I would probably chalk it up to what's the message been rather than a breakdown of communication. Mm, yeah. Interesting. You know, John, a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned the fact that uh, tire hub will now carry Cooper branded products and that uh, Goodyear's uh, 570 or so store, uh, company-owned stores will will now have access to Cooper products. What about the at the dealer level? Have you talked to any Cooper dealers who will now be carrying Goodyear branded products or Dunlop or Kelly branded products? And conversely, Goodyear dealers who might be uh, gaining access to Cooper, Mastercraft, Starfire, some of the other uh, Cooper portfolio brands. You know, it's a great question. And, you know, when, when I've asked that question um, to dealers, unless there's their, what I would say, a specific unique effort to obtain that product, it doesn't appear to me that there's been a, um, a major um, combination of programs, whereas if a Goodyear dealer hadn't done business with Cooper in the past and wasn't actively trying to get the Cooper product that all of a sudden they were being offered it. So it seems to me that, you know, unless there's unique circumstances, the relationships have been largely um, unintegrated at this point. Um, my sense is, um, in terms of some of the communications that I've had with people in the channel, is that the hope for Goodyear is that the integration and the ability of dealers to um, choose Goodyear and Cooper product across the portfolio um, and, and sourcing it 
um, will will be completed sometime in the first half of 2023. Um, currently, I think there's some pilot activity that's going well um, for Goodyear, um, but I think most of that piloting activity of integrating the product of Cooper um, is taking place in some of the international markets. Um, so I think the U.S. market um, is something that we'll probably see that that kind of collaboration or combination rather um, take part in next year. Um, and my sense is they're trying to get some lessons learned and, and iron out the process internationally, which is probably a bit more manageable and can do it country by country on a smaller scale basis um, with less kind of negative ramifications. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if dealers started learning about more of the plans over the next couple of months. It, it looks like based on some marketing and some advertising that we've seen, uh, Goodyear is, is putting some uh, marketing emphasis on uh, not just the Cooper brand, but the Mastercraft brand, sure. which traditionally was Cooper's secondary uh, product or line. Um, and with some new, new branding, some new uh, taglines and et cetera. What about the rest of, of Cooper's uh, brand portfolio? not just consumer, but even commercial with the Cooper truck tire line, the Roadmaster truck tire line, where, where do you see that all shaking out? Have you heard anything from either dealers or, or Goodyear itself about the ongoing efforts to integrate the, the two brand portfolios? Um, I haven't heard anything about the brand specifically, but I think the comment you make about Mastercraft is an accurate one. Um, and, I, and I think it aligns with what Goodyear wants to do. Um, my sense is, you know, when Goodyear looks at the Cooper um, brands, what they see is a really strong um, mid-tier brand, a strong value brand, and a really, you know, nice position in the replacement, um, you know, light truck market. Um, so I think that's where they want to play. Um, because you look at what's going on with the car population in terms of what's being sold and what will be requiring replacement units, um, that aligns. Additionally, you know, you look at the purchase price of a tire opening price points because of raw material increases, um, you know, freight costs, things like that. We all know that price of tires has gone up pretty dramatic over the last 24 months. So it doesn't surprise me that they're emphasizing the value segment of the market. And I think if they do that well, um, it creates an opportunity for the Goodyear brand to reinflate to more traditional positioning on the premium side um, and, and keep the Goodyear brand closer to the Michelin, Bridgestone, Pirelli price points. Um, and you know, I think that's something that Goodyear struggled with uh, previously without brands like Cooper and Mastercraft. Um, you know, Kelly and Dunlop had been strong brands historically, but, you know, currently, you know, maybe lost some of its luster or awareness in the marketplace. Um, so I think, you know, the acquisition of Cooper, I think was not just about integration of plants. Um, I think it was about brand positioning and via brand positioning, creating more price integrity for the Goodyear brand. Um, and, and I think what they're doing aligns with that strategy. You know, another aspect of the the integration is the manufacturing footprint. So you know, Goodyear has five U.S. based plants uh, mm -hmm. that manufacture passenger and light truck tires, and um, Cooper had three: one in Findlay, Ohio; one in Tupelo, Mississippi; one in uh, Texarkana, Arkansas. And those three plants uh, together add an extra 
97,000 units of consumer tire manufacturing capacity to what Goodyear already enjoys or what Goodyear already enjoyed. Can you comment at all on on the manufacturing side of of this integration? Uh, Will there be some rationalization, maybe some uh, capacity movements from plant to plant? Where, Where do the Cooper plants fit in right now? Yeah, I, I think the Cooper plants right now um, are, are largely um, operating with limited changes to them. Um, there has been limited amount of disclosure from Goodyear to this point about what the plans are for the plants. Um, you know, what, what they've disclosed to us is that the focus right now of the plants, it, it, what's going on on the plant side of things is trying to learn what plants do things well, um, what what's going on within plants that could cause Goodyear going forward to be a stronger, um, better manufacturer and really trying to like harmonize and, and learn lessons from one another. Um, I, I think, um, you know, Goodyear's focus remains on, you know, the, the, the HBA tire category and producing there. Um, so I think, you know, if you're, you know, parts of the, the process that are in the low value tire category, that potentially could be where, you know, there's risk to production changes or, you know, plant um, reduction in terms of capacity. Um, but they haven't, they haven't laid much on the table. And I, I think there's reasons for that. I think, you know, they are committed to, to learning the right things and trying to move forward. I think they are taking a white sheet of paper to redrawing the manufacturing of the company going forward. So just because you are um, a Cooper asset and just because you're a Goodyear asset by historical um, production, um, you know, where you're domiciled, I don't necessarily think that that changes your role going forward. Um, and I think that's somewhat um, supported by some of the things that we've seen um, on the supply chain side of things. And, and some of the things that you, you guys at MTT have highlighted, you know, some of the promotions, executive positions that have happened at Goodyear um, and been announced at Goodyear in the last you know, 12 to 18 months or, or 12 months or so rather since the acquisitions closed, um, there's been a number of Cooper people assuming those positions. And um, I think to me that supports the view that, um, you know, there aren't any um, sacred sacred decisions that have been made or, you know, mm-hmm. positions that can't be um, thought about with an open mind. So um, I, I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to the view that, you know, the Cooper plants have a, um, you know, an expiration date. Um, I, I think if, if anything, um, Goodyear is being rather open-minded, but, um, there hasn't been, as far as I know, a lot of, um, decisions made there yet. Interesting. John, John, on the plant, does that, um, kind of same alignment hold internationally as well? Cause we know that was an interest of Goodyear's and Cooper was, you know, like kind of the, the market in China and things like that. Um, the, the same kind of issues kind of hold there, do you think? Yeah, and, and I think to some degree, um, the international market's a little bit more complicated because, um, you know, the capacity is one thing um, and demand is one thing, but it's about what the strategy is along the term. So my sense is the international plants will probably um, take a longer period of time to figure out just because I think it's, it's more tied about, you know, it's more dynamic to, um, you know, what's happening with the growth strategy in those markets. So I would expect trends in the domestic market as it relates to manufacturing to probably figure it out before some of the international markets. 
Yeah, I think sometimes when looking at the uh, acquisition of Cooper, it's it's somewhat easy to forget that uh, there's a huge international component of this, particularly in China, where where Cooper has uh, a number of joint venture manufacturing arrangements yep. and a huge retail presence. Um, speaking of specifically manufacturing, Cooper and Ceylon have a truck tire uh, manufacturing plant in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, uh, which, which is up and running and has been for quite a while. So a lot of uh, international considerations to, to, to think about too. Absolutely. You know, John, John an, an, another thing I wanted to, to touch upon is, is uh, run rate rationalizations uh, in, in plain English, you know, cost savings. When the deal was announced, I think in February of, of last year, uh, Goodyear said that uh, they expected to enjoy something like $165 million in what they called run rate synergies uh, due to the deal. And I think that number has increased to over $200 uh, million, maybe close to $225 Millions definitely gone up. So, can can you comment on that as as well? You you had mentioned a couple of week a uh, few minutes ago about about personnel uh, kind of coming over into the Goodyear fold from from Cooper. Um, any thoughts on the the increased amount of, of cost savings that are expected? Yeah, you know, and and I think that number you know started off like you said when they announced the acquisition in February of twenty one. I think that. First number they threw out there was 165 million, and I, I want to say off the top of my head that the most recent number is actually 250 million. But um, I have to double check on that. But like you know, we're roughly a 50 percent increase in the synergy and integration benefits that the company um, is is expecting um, you know to be realized by the end of um, 2023. Um, and I think that number is is accurate. Um, you know, where have those savings come from? Um, you know, when you put together two companies like this, you know, you end up with one headquarters. And when you end up with one headquarters, you end up with one legal department. You end up with, you know, less marketing folks. And you end up with a plan to integrate the sales force and, and the selling um, network. One of the things that we think um, Cooper and, and Goodyear are working on together right now is harmonizing and bringing together kind of the operating systems and the ordering systems that the dealers work with. Um, so I think those are the areas where you know, the synergies um, are coming from, um, you know, what, when we spoke with them originally about the $165 million target, I don't think there was grandiose expectations for plant closures or, or, or plant capacity to contribute a lot to that. Um, and I still don't think that's the case. Um, but at this point, I think it's largely been on personnel standpoint. And when I say personnel standpoint, I would say it's more on the um, support um, sales, um, business operations and administrative side of the business, and not necessarily on plants and production um, oriented employees. You know, John, as we wind down this episode of the Modern Tire Dealer Show, we've, we've obviously covered a lot. And uh, any other thoughts that you want to share with our listeners regarding the Cooper Goodyear deal right now? You know, I think it's. Uh, I, I, I think it's. Um, stay tuned. That's the. That's the biggest item that I would uh, highlight. Um, you know, I think the. Uh, you know, the big focus for for Goodyear right now. I think beyond just managing the 
stress of the rising raw material costs that have been going on in the industry um, is they're starting the implementation of Cooper product in the U.S. And I think what they're doing is, you know, putting it in their service centers and their tire hub um, distribution network to, you know, see how sales trends and see how the market evolves once they do that. Um, and I think they're, they're doing some things internationally right now as well. Um, so I would expect a, you know, a pretty, um, a pretty good update when the company reports in, in um, about three weeks from now about some of those lessons learned that, you know, started with the stores and, and, and Tire Hub in April. Um, and I would not be surprised to see, you know, more decisions made and, and, and kind of how product is accessed and dealers informed late summer, early fall. And I think at the beginning of the year, those, those programs and those um, plans um, be implemented into, into the industry. So I think we're getting very close to um, um, learning more about the, uh, the go forward uh, Goodyear uh, 2.0 company. Thanks for your insight, John. Really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to having you on the show later this year to maybe discuss the next chapter in the story. I appreciate it. Have a great, thank, have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. Don't forget to subscribe to this program on Stitcher, Spotify, and other popular podcast platforms. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD 10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP 20 Group, 10 is the most progressive and comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and group networking to real-world on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com.